to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh eh if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing the light if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, 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 it's, it's not enough that you do before. And he has put all things under his sight, under his sight, at arm's length. Where has he put them? Somebody shout it under my feet. Lord Jesus we are grateful that you've given us this opportunity to gather once more and feed off of your table it's a privilege it's an honor some are not saved and they don't have the privilege but you've given it to us thank you for giving us grace to respond lord we ask that may we not just be hearers of your word but may we be doers thereof may we produce some 30 some 60 some 100 fold may we produce plants trees gardens and forests because you're making the grace available cause us to be fruitful in the name of Jesus amen now today i want us to investigate uh, a very interesting side of god um that i think is a very rare side Meanwhile, I'm going to give you an assignment instead of waiting for me to teach you on what to expect of being Abraham's children. You and your cell leaders and your pastors, you are going to sit down and study the life of Abraham. Not Abram, Abraham. <laughs> so, and then see from the way that god blessed him as his children what do we expect falling within his lineage and then there's going to be a discussion in church so if your zone does not have points <laughs> your pastor will show so um The point I just make is you can discuss in your cell groups and then submit to your pastor your pastor will come to you praise the lord and then we are going to have a discussion in church as to what we expect from our lives as children of Abraham so that sermon is over already let's open our bibles to the book of genesis chapter number 13 oh i was supposed to sing a song yeah okay Genesis chapter 7 Yeah verse 13 and give it to me in the NLT 
That very day, Noah had gone into the boat with his wife and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives. With them in the boat were pairs of every kind of animal, domestic and wild, large and small, along with birds of every kind. Two by two, they came into the boat, representing every living thing that breathes. A male and female of each kind entered just as, just as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord closed the door behind them. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read also the book of Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. What is, the, what is Revelation in your language? your neighbor what it is in your language and to the angel give it to me in the NKJV and the angel to the church in Philadelphia write these things says he who is holy he who is true he who has a key of David who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens I know your works I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it for you have little strength have kept my word and have not denied my name praise the Lord so I want to discuss something called when God closes a door. When God closes a door. Now, many times we are used to God opening doors. But as I walked with God, I came to realize that there is a side of God which is very scriptural where God shuts doors. And the first time he ever shut a door physically was in Noah's boat. After they entered, he shut the door. Now, why did he shut the door? The reason he shut the door, he shut them inside the ark, was because, by the way, it was not just the rains that brought the flood on the earth. There were springs beneath. There were floodgates from beneath that began to bring water. So water was coming from everywhere. One, one of the reasons why God closed the door, and it had to be God closing, was because there were animals and beings that were going to try to enter Noah's ark after realizing that Noah was right. At first, they were probably able to swim. And they said, ah, even one day, even two days, we can manage. But the moment it was going to 20, they said, hey, let's enter. Now, if it was just Noah who shut that door, let me explain something to you. You see, that rain and that flood, which God was bringing on the earth, was not just to kill normal human beings was to kill creatures that were a product of human beings and angels. Before they even became demons, what were they? Because the demons, they became demons when they lost their bodies, so they were called evil spirits. But when they were a combination of spirit and flesh, what were they? So they were these creatures, beings, 
They could be even 100, 100 meters high. And if you look at Goliath, Goliath could have been the smallest of them. But when we begin doing demonology, we'll get into it. I'm just waiting for the Lord to release me. So these are the creatures that God wanted to eliminate from the face of the earth. So when you're killing that kind of creature, you need to make sure that the force is excessive. So the human beings probably died the first day. <laughs> now there were those other creatures which God had to ensure that the kind of rain, by the way, history, history has it that that flood was 10 millimeters above Mount Everest. So think about how long Mount Everest is. So for God to make sure that creatures which are 100 meters tall are completely dead and they've got superhuman strength. We are talking about when a human, when a superman, to kill all those creatures, <laughs> you have to ensure that you drown them very professionally. Are you following? So, if you are Noah and you are crying, you are saying, but why is God shutting the door? You need to know that the reason God is shutting that door is because of the creatures that are outside. There are those creatures which are stronger than you. They are more intelligent than you are. And they are so destructive that just one creature can eat everything that is there in two days. You can imagine how it was. You can imagine how it was. I can only imagine how it was in those days. When they began to multiply. And the rate at which they were multiplying is not the normal way that human beings give birth. Because if you, if you know the number of demons that are existent these days, the question is where did they come from? How come one, demon, one person can have a legion of evil spirits? A legion. That's about six to 12,000 or more. That means accommodation is so hard. The humans are so few. But the question is, at what rate were they reproducing? At what rate? And imagine you've got these creatures who are your relatives. And they, they are just naturally wicked. They can't help it. They are just naturally wicked. They are not. They one woman is not. One woman cannot satisfy them. How? The intensity of the lust they carry. The intensity is not what the normal human, the normal strong human man can do. When those two, imagine the one is 20 meters tall, the other one is 80 meters. So the amount of surface area that glucose has to cover when they eat. Huh? Have you ever watched that my 600 watt? When you look sometimes at the food. 
Why? Because every level, every dimension of the flesh has to benefit from the food. So if you have to feed everything that is within you. Now imagine you've farmed like a small farm behind and you've got relatives who are 80 meters tall, 20 meters tall. They also have to eat. So there was chaos on the earth. And human beings were dying like nothing. So God had to kill. Including the human beings who were not obedient. So that kind of rain. I just want you to understand it was very destructive rain. And that's why that door. Only God had to shut it. That means he sent his own guards to stand there to make sure that these creatures don't find their way in. Imagine the kind of angels God had to put there to make sure they don't enter. So God shut the door. And sometimes in your life today, God has to close some doors. He has to close some doors. Because if God doesn't close some doors, then the things that you will become roommates with, you will be so sad they are your roommates. Are you following me? I want you to look at the book of Acts chapter 16 verse 6. Acts 16 verse 6. The Bible reads, NKJV. Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. God had to forbid them from preaching the word. Can you imagine? Meaning God closed a door. As a, as a minister, sometimes there are certain areas I have desired, but it just seems like God has closed the door. I'm not talking about demons and principalities. It's like God doesn't want me to go there. I've tried everything to be in an area, but God has said this side, no. maybe he knows best. Not Satan resisted them. There's a path for Satan resisting you. But there are times when God himself says you can't. This is God telling Paul you can't preach the gospel in that area. Meanwhile, he said go into the whole world. So, when it comes, there are certain things. When, when, let me give you, let me, let me show, show you something. There are certain things that God says you are free to do. Meaning go ahead and do them. The only thing you have to wait for is a no. So, when it comes to preach the gospel, don't ask questions like, should I preach to that one? Don't. Why are you asking? Just go ahead and do it. But if you hear no, that's when you stop. Meanwhile, there are also certain things that are just a no, 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 no. But there are things which are permissible. Yet sometimes God would say a no for them. I'll give you an example. God has not spoken to you about who you are going to marry, right? Go ahead and choose anyone you like. As a man, you are free. Even as a woman, you can accept anyone that you like. But as you, because the Bible says he who finds. But as you begin to relate and you feel no, stop. Because sometimes God can close. Even if you have gone into deep, 
you still need to come out. Because if God closes a door and you insist, if you win a battle against God, <laughs> and you can, ah, the way God is, you can win. He will tell you what, okay, do as you desire. And the consequences will be all yours. So the Bible says the Holy Spirit forbade them. I want to introduce you to a dimension of God that can stop people. I had explained to you earlier from Exodus chapter 13 verse 17, how that God sat down and he said, I shouldn't take them through the way of the Philistines. Because when they see war, they will come back. They will go back into slavery. So God sat down and began to calculate. When he looked at them, he said, no, 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 no. If I take them through the way of the Philistines, it's a shortcut. But if I take them there, they will not be able to fight. And they will go back into slavery. So what God said is, I will take them through the long route. He says, it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines. Although that was near, for God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So sometimes it's not about God fighting for you. It's about the capacity you have developed to fight with God. It's not every battle that God will fight for you. Some of the battles, God will give you capacity to fight them. So if you have not grown, look, because if you were saying when they see war and they repent, it means God is not fighting every battle. There are battles you must fight yourself. Because if it was all up to God to fight, then he would have said, he will pass through the shortcut, I will do something myself. But he's saying, no, when they see war, God can't fail to fight for anyone. But there are some battles which you will have to fight using the capacity that God has given you. So there are certain doors that God shuts. Because if God opens it for you through that route, some of you, when you just see Gulilani Simon, you faint. BP, you, you never had BP. Where is it coming from? Even me, I don't know. The devil. Waona Che Simon. That's why I told you that there are fights which are reserved for certain people. Sometimes when you hear that they've caught someone, the DEC is investigating them, anti-corruption is upon them, they qualify themselves for the fight because of the kind of business they decided to do. So now you, in your ignorance, you're now saying, ah, well, people are wealthy these days. No. Because now they are talking about millions of dollars. Those kinds of monies attract governmental attention. Even the kind of devils they are fighting are for the levels they have gone for. Man, if you are just doing, no, I'm selling fritters, that's okay for the place where you are starting from. You, no one will come for you. But remember, you have to start from fritters because David started from fighting a lion. God, God shut the door. You know, he was anointed very early on in life. David, as a boy, was anointed to be king. But God shut the door to the throne because there was some capacity he had to develop. Some capacity he had to develop. He had to develop capacity to stand even his own family. Can you imagine how mean his brother was, Eliab? Eliab said, you, you left your father's few sheep to come and make noise here. We know you and your arrogance. 
Now, if David was the last born, he would have just grigged and started crying and doing his legs. Can you imagine what my brother told me? He's not tough. So God had to toughen him by causing him to fight bears. See, those same few sheep you are saying they are few. Do you know what I did with them that you have never done? So sometimes when you look at what you have done and where you are coming from, and this guy who has never done sheep, has never fought a lion and a bear, tells you that you have no value, you have no meaning. You just say, <laughs> let me move to the next. You will stop. You know sometimes people waste anger. Eh? There are some fights you are getting. It's a waste of anger. So what David, I love David. What the Bible says is, ah, is there no cause? I was just asking a question and he just stepped away. I was like, whoa. Some of you would have shown him you are the last born. Let me cry for you. <laughs> you will see my father will come. I will cry. But he just, it sometimes it takes power to walk away from a fight. Because you see, one of the greatest dimensions of power is power over your power. Power over your power. With all the power that I have, with all the knowledge and exposure that I have, oh, it's not a lot. And everything I have done, I still take myself and I submit under the spiritual father. Who should be able to tell me, don't do this, do that. Behave yourself. And I am over it. I just want you to know that I am more powerful than you who has never done that. Because it means I didn't have the pride and the arrogance to say, I'm my own man. I can do whatever I want. No, but there are people that I respect when they say, <clears throat> I say, are you calling me at my age, with my education, with whatever I have little have achieved, I'm still able to bend my... That's a lot of power. Because you need, especially men, when they just hear at she likes her pastor. Yeah. Each. And sometimes I don't understand what. You, what? Let's, let me just discuss this thing a little. Sometimes it's like, it's like, there is this hatred young men have for a woman who is so submissive under her pastor. There's this hatred that men have for that pastor and that respect. There's a hatred. And that hatred comes from a weakness called pride. It comes from a, it comes from a weakness called fear. You are afraid that she will be more submissive to the pastor than to you. That's what you think. It's a, it's a it's it's a decay that's in many men. They don't even think that maybe the pastor will sleep with her or anything. No, they just hate that respect because they will think maybe she will not give it to me. So if 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 a young lady has so much respect for me, and you discover that she has so much respect for pastor. Or any other man of God, not just me. Why do you hate that? Because the things you like in that young lady became because of that man. So the manners, the manners 
It's because they hate their pastor. So it means you don't only hate the pastor, you hate her because she has become because of him. And sometimes even parents slip into this era. Even parents slip into this era. They say, no, how come you respect your pastor more than you respect? So I should be disrespected because you're having issues in your house. I should just also arrive, they kick me. What have I done? She's just giving to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. <laughs> you know, but you are being a hypocrite. Here you must be, at least let me enjoy the hypocrisy. I've not stayed with her for 13 years like you. Maybe when I do, I'll discover it. But children should not just disrespect me because they're disrespecting parents. So when you disrespect your parents, you should also come to me and disrespect me. What did I do to deserve it? Your mother, you had an issue, whatever it was. So even me, I should be a partaker of the issue. I don't understand. Listen, if you have a woman who respects her pastor a lot, leave her. Especially if it's purely an issue of what he has done for her and what he teaches her. Just do it as well. Give her something to celebrate and to respect, and to post. I have never... I get shocked. The hatred. You, you don't know. You don't know. One person nearly beat me up. So you think I'm just preaching from revelation. I'm preaching from experience. I was nearly beaten. Not, you, you even post me, Kansha. I didn't know. I didn't know someone celebrated me that much that I attracted the beating. I didn't even know. You people, you are a lot. I didn't even know. <laughs> no, those are my battles. So, I don't know. And, and in the strange part is, it's the girls who celebrate us the most. The sons. <laughs> They're just like, ah, ah, Chelsea is going through a lot. <laughs> After you preach to them, <laughs> preach to them. After you change their lives, ah, Chelsea, ah, they post Chelsea. Maybe we should also, I'm not saying post me, but I'm just saying, how did we get here? So, <laughs> sometimes just a bit of criticism. Just a bit of criticism, your, your brothers. How can you be a king? Do you, know, do you know what it takes to be a president? Do you know how many people will rubbish you? People are fighting you for winning an election. You won an election, they are fighting you. Because you won. Every your life is a threat. Everything is just wrong because you have won. So there are, certain, there are certain areas that God has to train you for, grow your capacity before you can assume them. Are you following me? So there are some doors that God has locked. If suddenly you became a manager of a multi-chain store, suddenly you became a manager of an international multi-chain store, the 
houses, one in Dubai, one here. What are you going to give them? You expect God to come and calculate and do performance management, human resources, finance. So just, we are telling you, get a, get a business administration. How are you going to do it? That capacity is not for God to build because God will not come down and calculate. That capacity is for you to grow. Especially you people who are young, I strongly encourage you, do not get discouraged. Even if it's not from a very reputable university, get a master's if you can get it. Get it. Get your degree if you can get it. Especially if you know that you've been caught into the corporate world. You, you need to. Because when God brings certain things to your table, you'll begin shaking. These days, it's easy. You can even do it online. In two years, three years, if you are not very fast, you are done. Are you listening to me? So, so God said, I can't take them there because it's near. Why? Because they've not grown capacity. They have not grown capacity. So some of those doors, God has to close them. Now, I remember there was, there was, a, there was a, a certain sister here who worked for, who works for Ministry of Finance. And she was just getting shocked. My friends are getting money. Oh, we prayed. We prayed, we prayed. We, mm, nice money is nice gigs, nice trips. Somewhere in my heart, I thought, hmm, maybe this is God. Some of you know what's been happening with Ministry of Finance. Uh, they, are for, they have gone for them. Their accounts are frozen. They are following them individually. It's wild. Oh, no, she came. Praise God. I said, relax. You are now happy that the door was closed. Isn't that interesting? So there are some things you've tried, you've, tried, you've prayed, you have sown seeds. You've done everything you know to do. Just leave it. Because maybe it could be God. The danger of pushing too hard at the door is that you may open it. Not every, not every open door is yours for the entering. Not every open door is yours. So some, sometimes you need to exercise discipline. Some nice thing has happened. You want to quickly enter. Can you remove your leg from there? You don't know where you are going. Sometimes you need to relax. Because someone has been talking to you nicely, <clears throat> she's the one. Sometimes in relationships it's like that. You really like this girl. And you are qualified. You can speak English. You know everything. <laughs> but she just doesn't look interested. You've tried, you've tried. You've, you, you are a gentleman. There's just no mathematics of chemistry, whatever it is. Let me, let me encourage you and tell you that she was just not the one. She was just not the one. Or maybe she told you, same one, she told you, I just don't feel that there was nothing wrong with you. Or maybe he told you, I'm not feeling the chemistry. Sometimes it was God. You tried. He, he, he was just acting up. He was just acting up. He was not the one. Don't force. As a woman, you cannot, you cannot successfully be married to a man you forced into the marriage. You can't. 
Because everything has to be for forcing. Whatever I'm kissing, I go finish. Because you force things. You want to walk in, oh, I said something. You want to walk in town holding hands, say, ah, me, I like to be free. I like to be free. Meanwhile, after, after, after she sees other people holding hands, she says, mm, to Nancy. But you are trying to hold hands. Now she would say, eh. You force things. So now you have to eat the fruit thereof. Meanwhile, God was telling you, this door, no, this door, no. One time God closed the door for me. He said, this one, no. I said, yes. When Jesus said, no, then he me, I said, yes. <laughs> I, even, I even gave myself a prophetic dream. And, and I told God, look. <laughs> a dream from my feelings. Say, look, I am prophetic. Kanisha, I'm about to be pathetic. <laughs> so, when God closes some doors, don't break them open. Just observe. It may not be. Sometimes God closes doors, and it's okay when God begins to close doors. I shared with you a story of how I really wanted to get a job. And there was an open door. I really wanted to get a job at this law firm. And I said, yes, because it will help me with ministry. And then God said, suddenly said, no. I didn't understand. And then I said, okay, I'm sure he wants me to go somewhere nice. Then God told me, go where they don't pay. By the time I was done, I realized that God took me away from any workspace at the time to train my heart to rely on him. Because in ministry, if you have a you are beginning ministry and you're relying on yourself and you're relying on many places where you're getting your sources, you may not learn to trust God. When ministry is beginning, it's like when ministry is beginning many times, God will allow you to begin from nothing. Many times when ministry started. So when God, Jesus was sending the disciples, the Bible says, the first time he sent them, he says, I mean, the, the second time he sent them, he said, carry nothing. Okay, the first time, actually. He said, carry nothing. Don't carry food. Don't carry an extra tunic. Then when they came back, he asked them, did you lack anything? They said, we lacked nothing. They realized that. Because God has to be my provider. So God has to train me to depend on him. Sometimes even in marriage, it starts like that. Some of you, the reason, I don't know why you're afraid of getting married. If you're making a three pin, go ahead and marry. Yeah. Because, because you have to test the favor on her life. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So I heard someone say, a permanent crown of favor. We will marry you off so that we see what happens to the man. <laughs> okay, that's not the reason. But listen, listen. 
If you hear your parents' stories and how they started, it's a pathetic story. But now they've got houses, they've got this, they've got that. My, my father was telling me about what happened at their wedding. And he said, I was asking him, what? He borrowed the what? I don't know if he borrowed the wedding dress, he brought it. A car even almost hit him. <laughs> a bus. I will tell you about that story. And then I asked him questions which he didn't like. I said, which peer system did you play? He said, no, the brethren sang. <laughs> what did you play? They played the guitar. Why do you ask so many questions? But now they are happy. They've got houses, children. So don't put too much pressure on yourself, waiting for millions before you settle down with someone. No. And I'm very serious. If you just have a normal source of income, go ahead and marry that's why you are, you are making mistakes. We will know they've slept him. No. Now, we, we are suspending you, we are rebuking you, and we are preaching the same message. Instead of preaching to you other things, we are talking about purity every time. Don't kiss. Can you imagine? How are you, when are you going to grow? If that's all we are talking about, don't touch. No. So, far, pastor, how far is too far? What should, can we hold hands? You don't ask, can I pray for two hours? You are now asking <laughs> all the stupid questions. Anyways, that's why God gave us Love Sunday. Yeah. Just marry. When you marry, you won't even ask those questions. You, you now realize, I, you, when people are asking questions, hey, can we order? You, you, you now realize <laughs> it is well. Because you would have held hands. Who will leave you? You will come back to your senses now and start looking for rentals. You will sit, you will behave yourself. Amen. Um, so close doors. This is why this is why God closes doors. Sometimes you're not yet ready for the consequences. Praise the Lord. So I have experienced God closed a door for me as well. Can you imagine God also closed a door for Jonah to go to Nineveh, to, to Tashish? But Job insisted. God has closed the door. Job wants to break it open. He now discovered there's a fish in the ocean. So when you insist on opening a door God has closed, you discover things that you shouldn't have discovered. Praise the Lord. I shared with you a story of how God closed a door for me picking a course. There's a, there's a marketable course that we all wanted to do. The following morning, I just heard in my, in my ear a, a strange course. Legal clinic. I don't know, but I heard a shout. So I had to change an elective. My friends were asking me, how come you've changed? I said, smiled in pain. <laughs> So when, now, when I now, two months later, when my friends were crying, I remember those guys were writing pamphlets, not papers, tests. That lecturer, my goodness. Pamphlets. 
Meanwhile, for us, it was chilled. We went to court. We went to parliament. It was, we were just traveling and eating their, their, our friends' contributions to the school. I now felt like, yes, us, we hear God. But when the, but when the door was being shut, it didn't feel like that. I shared again with you another story where I had asked God to work the same work that my friends were working, but to get paid more. So when we made an application, my name was not picked. I was wondering. It was not a demon. God had closed the door due to my prayer. God had closed the door. And then another one was opened and I was able to make more. Are you listening to me? Let me just explain something to you, especially you guys. I will say this again. You have tried this game. You are, you are fit. You are qualified. You are tall. You are dark. Or light, whatever the case is. But she just looks at you as a guy to go for for wisdom when she's being pursued. You've tried. Just leave it. Also for you, the girl, sometimes he's okay. Everyone says he's okay. You're not feeling the Just leave him. Don't continue enjoying his attention. You string him along. Then you break his heart. Are you listening to me? It's okay. Just leave it. Someone say capacity. You don't have the capacity to handle that door if you enter it. If you insist, you don't have the capacity. He will now hold you like this. When he holds you, you feel like you are being chained. You are just remembering the song, break every chain. No, but you brought yourself into that chain. Are you listening to me? So what are the, what are the things that can help you know that God is closing a door? Number one, when God tells you. There are some of you even heard. But because you didn't hear thunder and lightning and two lions appearing. You say, ah, let him do it again. Sometimes God will just speak to you outrightly. Some of these dreams you have, some of you, you know, let me tell you something about, about a dream. The way a dream is, is in the moment you wake up, it's so heavy. But just give it three, two hours, it will start looking, feeling dim. Ah, maybe I was just overthinking. Ah, you were overwatching. How do you want God to speak to you? So God has spoken to you sufficiently. That door has been closed. He has told you what to do. And sometimes you hear, you just hear. Was I the one thinking? Was that me? What, did God speak to you? Have you ever asked yourself that? Was I the one thinking when you are thinking every day? I don't know, but there was something that told me. If we ask the Holy Spirit who lives in you what his name is, he will say, my name is something. Because that's the name you've given him. It's better you say, you know, I felt like a spirit was telling me. Or I sensed that. Can you change the Holy Spirit's name? <laughs> Encourage your neighbor. Change his name. You have saved him as something in your heart. 
When we check the phone book of your heart, Pani Holy Spirit, Parapavati, something. Not even someone. So when God tells you, sometimes you tell you, don't go this direction. The way he, the Bible says, he forbade them to go a certain direction. This, this, this dimension of God is so important because it helps us not make mistakes. Are you listening to me? Number two, when you keep losing your peace, every time you think about doing it, it's an open door, but every time you, you, there's no excitement, you're losing your peace. You're losing your peace. I know you have to, lo to love by discipline, but look, Obed, the first, honestly, as a man, maybe the woman can grow in love, but as a man, how it should be instant. None. Let every man do this. Your heart. There should be a green light. Especially if God has not spoken. Because when if God has not spoken, it may not be like that. Let me tell you this. When God spoke to me about my wife, I didn't see her like that. I'm very difficult. <laughs> because I have, listen, I have trained myself to look at all women as, as living spirits. I, listen, that's what has prevented me from error. I have never vibed any of these women as beautiful as they are. <laughs> and that's all I see. So it's a, it's a training. It's not a grace. Paul had the grace. I didn't have it. For me, I trained myself. I trained myself. So when God spoke to me, I knew Sister Mavis. <laughs> I knew her. You know, when you're on the when when you're not on the mic, you can't even defend yourself. <laughs> I knew her, so I had to, I had to look at her a certain kind of way, because God said she's the one. I said, oh, okay, so I had to be transformed. Because, because I have to be obedient. And God shut all other doors. <laughs> and he said, that one. Oh, good, let's do it. So there are those who, when God tells you that she's the one, you may not even have feelings, but just be sure God has spoken to you. Because if God has spoken to you, just give it a day. There will be a reconfiguration. Because just how this young lady makes me feel, just. Oh, so uh, what I mean is when a door is closed, when a door is closed, God will open it so that you can feel correctly. So for those who are, who God has not spoke, who are God has not, now for, the, for those who God has not spoken to, when God has not spoken to you, at least the first time you just start having conversations, you should be talking about marriage. 
That's for a man. Now, you look at her, you like the way she speaks in tongues, the way she serves God, but you just don't have the... Just even if you like everything else, just leave it. There's no excitement. I've told you, don't say I never guided you. So when you keep losing your peace, sometimes it's, it means God is not telling you. I'll give you an example. There were many beautiful Israelite women, but Samson just loved this, this Philistine woman. And I'm not saying that loving strange women is from God. But the Bible says of her, of him, the Bible says, what they didn't know is that God was moving his heart because he was seeking an occasion to avenge the Philistine. So the way that Samson worked was, he needed to be angered for his anointing to work. So now when they broke his heart by getting that girl and marrying her to his best friend, then he got upset. Then the anointing now came on him. <laughs> ah! God is a storyteller. How does he just design a man with a very strange anointing that he has to be heartbroken for the anointing to work? Trust me, none of you is like that. Just in case <laughs> you can believe me <laughs> on that one. He only used to get upset when he's triggered. That's when they are not. Strange guy. One day I want to just ask him some questions. <laughs> so, Delilah. Let's come to Delilah now. Because I've got a, a set of questions. What did you see in Delilah? Because when I imagine the story, Delilah does not strike me as a very beautiful woman. It seems she had this fame. She had this fame and this, and she was a loyalist to her nation. And she was a sweet talker. Because she managed, so it was not her beauty that brought Samson in between her legs. It was her, it was it was her, you know, she was convincing. Yes, because the Bible says he put his head on her lap. Oh, you want us to read the scriptures? <laughs> I don't say anything I don't see. that the Bible says she vexed him to death. That means she had the skill to bring a man to her. So it doesn't matter. She just had a skill. was not a door that God opened. Delilah, no. 
That was his downfall. The others, it was God who opened. Now this one. Because he was so frustrated, he just went to Delilah. And that was his downfall. The next. So when you, are, when you keep losing your people. Okay, let's finish this thing. When your spiritual squad is saying no, except you. So everyone is saying no. Ah, this I mean, I don't know. I don't have peace about it. Everyone around you is saying no, except you. Especially your spiritual friends. They're all saying, ah. <laughs> oh, you have a Oh, this job, this job, job offer. Oh, this business, take your time. And maybe two or three, they are telling you at different times. They knew you are just saying no, I insist. Because you see, the reason why God has given us spiritual friends also is because in the moment that we are not able to hear him, we can hear him through them. That's why God has given you those, those friends that are spiritual. And all of you must have spiritual friends. Listen, if you don't have spiritual friends, you are carnal. Listen. You need, you need friends that can say, let's pray about it. You need, you need friends that can just come and say, you know, for no reason, as I was reading the scripture, there's a revelation that came to me. What's the point? Revelation, what? It, it doesn't always have to be for a purpose. No. Just know, if you're on your squad, you don't discuss anything spiritual. It's just, how are we going to invest Everyone is discussing that. What is going to make your circle spiritual? There has to be. Every time, did you see this? Did you see this meme? That's what your friendship is all about. Just checking out memes and gossip. By the way, no one who really gossips wants to, they just want to say what's on their heart. No one says, Can I gossip with you? I have a chick gossip. No one ever says that. Ladies, okay, for no reason, let me just ask the ladies. When you gossiped, if you ever did, I know you people in Hofi are innocent. Did you ever go and say, I have actually gossiped? Eh? No, do you remember? Do you remember? If you don't remember, say, listen, if you don't remember going to your friend and saying, I have actually gossiped, if you don't remember that, it means you are a victim of that sin. In the same way, no one says, ah, I'm going to fornicate. <laughs> it's only the thief who knows I'm going to steal. The rest, it just happens. You will never repeat. No one who says gossip says, mm. I've got five gossips today. <laughs> Which one should I start with? The last one <laughs> or the second one? <laughs> eh, so, when your spiritual circle keeps saying no, but you are saying yes, God has closed that door. That's one sign. Everyone around you is saying no. And you know, some, let me explain something to you about spiritual wisdom. 
Spiritual wisdom is not always about, you know, in fact, this is what God is saying. As I closed my eyes, I went into the belly of the glory. No, no, no. People who are always spiritual will always have an anointing on them. So when they speak, there's a wisdom they carry which is spiritual. It, they, don't, they don't have to say this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. It's just them thinking because they've got a fountain of wisdom which comes from the gut. The Bible says, out of your belly shall flow. So there's a wisdom that flows from there. When you say, can I pick your thoughts on something? They say, oh, let me get back to you. It's okay. Give them time. You know? So if all people in your circle are saying yes and you're saying no. So one way, so we said number one, when God tells you. Number two, when you keep losing your peace. Number three, when your spiritual circle is saying no, except you. Number four, when you are led as such. When you are led as such. The Bible says in Romans 8, for as many as are led by the Spirit, being led can also mean God saying no. It's part of the leading. Sometimes you just, in your inner man, your inner witness, you can just feel like this is not the direction to take. 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 They are saying, let's go this side. You are saying, okay, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. I remember when we had Love Sunday at Government Complex. We were supposed to have it in a different hall, remember? But then the musicians were saying, no, the sound there is not good. So I kept being told, let's change the venue, because we said banquet hall. It was supposed to be in the theater hall. But I just kept saying, let's wait, let's wait. It was like God had closed a, the, that door for me to say, let's change it. I just felt led to wait. I just felt led to, to wait. And then when I went there, they said, ah, that meeting is not even going to happen. See? So that leading, that inner witness is important. Number five, red flags. <laughs> One red flag you can manage, maybe two. <sighs> And you are just saying, no, everyone deserves an 80th chance. <laughs> there are red flags. You don't know anything about this man. He, he doesn't keep secrets. He looks like a secret himself. Everything is a mystery. You don't know where he stays. You, it's been six months. You don't know about his relatives. He drives this nice BMW, but when you ask him how he makes his money, he just tells you projects. <laughs> Everything is a mystery. That's a red flag. It's a red flag. You will receive your, your acceptance letter to go at your workplace. The moment you sit there, you're not feeling at peace. Everyone does not feel for coming. You are running away from taxes. You are. <sighs> Your boss talks to strange people. Isn't that? There are all these red flags, but you are just sitting there. There are all these red flags. Are you listening to me? Yeah. I will not discuss red flags in details, but you can just tell us this is a red flag. It's a red flag. Everything he just listens to his mother. Uh, 
when, when you ask, he says, let me consult my mother. And his mother doesn't even want to meet you. She doesn't like you. His marriage to his mother mentally. You can't have two wives in one house. So, you file for divorce, and then you discover that all his property is in his mother's name. And you know, you know the world is a very strange place. Do you know the world is celebrating that man as a hero? And, and they have this photo where his mother has kissed him and <laughs> like he's a trophy. Another footballer divorced his, uh, what, over his, the mother's, the, the, I don't know if it's the wife or the girlfriend, the wife said that, ah, but why are you always carrying your mother everywhere we go, divorced? Now, even you, when you were marrying him, you actually got married. Do you know what marriage is? You actually got married to a secret. Because by the time you are getting married to him, you should know where he works. You should know how he has kept his property. You should know where his money goes. Now, you, you just... Uh, yeah. Selena. It's amazing because the world has celebrated that man. I even saw a post that the most sought after for the speaker for the men's conference. <laughs> the most sought after. So those red flags when you got married to him, he didn't tell you where his money goes or even when you are dating. He doesn't tell you what his vision is. He doesn't tell you how he's going to help you and how he's going to empower you as a woman. Now, now that... You can't stay with him, you want to divorce, and you've left. You now just, you look like you went in for business. You look like you wanted to steal from him. Now, the Lord, or like the word says, karma has come for you. We don't believe in karma, I'm just saying what the word says. So, red flags. Those red flags, they are too many. Every time you talk about your pastor, ah, a manifest. Every time you post your church, it seems to post You just start dating her, she's asking for transport. Can I handle this issue just now? I just finish it off. Let me explain something. <laughs> Keep your integrity. If he wants to give you something, let him give you. Uh, these men, you're also just stingy. <laughs> Why are you enjoying this thing? You are just stingy. That's your problem. Huh? Number six. Forced entry. 
The fact that you are forcing yourself on something means God said no. God doesn't, there's a place for violence, but there's just certain things you don't force yourself. Sometimes even a church, it's not like it's a bad church, but ever since you went there, you just feel drained. You just don't feel like you belong. It's a nice church, it's perfect. Maybe God doesn't want you there, but you're just sitting there. But if it happens with three churches, you're not feeling like you belong, four churches go for deliverance. But there are just times when you are just forcing. You are not enjoying the word. You don't like anyone. Leave. Forced entry. Things that you are forcing. Even just, your, there, there are some, some of you, you are obsessed with friendships. The person is not interested in having you as a friend. You are always posting them. You want to be close to them. What's your problem? And then you beat yourself through the night. I'm a simp. I'm a, but you go back. Even just friendships. Don't force them. Don't, you don't go to someone and say, can you be my friend? That's weird. <laughs> Friendship just happens naturally. It just happens. You just flow. You just find that you, say, you find the same dry jokes funny. That's just how it happens. You are both dry. You just like that. You just find that's how friendship occurs. You both you both like strange foods with strange tastes. You are always mixing. You are it just happened. You all have a strange laughter. Kiki kiki kiki. It has happened. You are friends. That's how it works. Are you listening to me? I'm not talking about guy girl relationships. Guy-girl relationships are not attracted by interests. No. I don't know what attracts two people together. You will find that many people, they've got very few interests. Very few interests. You, you wonder, the, the man can sing, the woman can sing. The woman can sing, the man can sing. When you ask the woman to, the man to sing, Hare Mbappe buzz. but they're together. It's, I don't know what brings two people together. So don't look for a man you've got same interest. Look for the man that God is going to bring to you. But I'm talking about friendships. With a friendship, something has to bring you together. And it must happen naturally. Even if you like someone, don't go and ask for friendship. It's weird. Don't do that. You can just go and greet them, try to talk to them two, three times if you like them. Because there are people you feel like you can make friends with. You talk to them, you visit them, you have a chat with them. Sometimes they will, they will get, get back to you. How I made friends with Apostle. How I made friends with Apostle Fred. Me, I knew first that this guy is supposed to be my friend because God spoke to me. So when we talked, we talked, we talked. I, I didn't like him, but because he was too confident. I'd never met a man confident like him. And he asked me one question, which really I told God, I think he's not the one. Because <laughs> he asked me a question, are there computers in Kasama? <laughs> now, I, I thought, should I tell him? No, we just climb on trees. <laughs> we just climb on trees and we raise our hand. And then the, the, the what comes through us. And then we design a message. 
But then I thought, I, I, I laughed. I managed the offense. <laughs> Someone say manage. manage. Sometimes you need to. Which is the other thing in, in this, your friendships? You need to manage offenses. Because if you have a friend who, never, who has never offended you, your friendship is not tested. Any true friendship has a moment of offense. And it's not, it's not, it's not both of you causing it. It's one friend. And normally they will not even know they've offended you. Why? Because there's an element of friendship called objectivity. If you have a friend where, if you just tell them I didn't like what you did and the friendship is over, they were an associate. They were not a friend. That objectivity, that objectivity that is found in friendship must, must be able to cause minimal offense. Because you are not going to be friends if you are not objective. It should be very, oh no, you, that one, oh, you should be, it's not everyone you can talk to like that. You, you are afraid of saying, no, let's discuss this because the friendship will be over before it started. That's a fellow Zambian. And not a friend. I'm not talking about friend, uh, friendship here. So that's first entry. Finally, a sign that God is speaking to you is closing a door, draining your energy and joy. Things that drain you. When you just think, let's imagine a career. For me, every time I would think of accounts, I would just imagine the tables and my energy would just go. I have to look for it, the energy, because it has been drained. When I just imagine the tables with those two my small numbers, I, I just said, no. So all my life, I avoided anything mathematical, strategically. The highest I ever got in a math test was a 70%. That's as far as I went. That's the highest I went. Yeah, and I found that stuff at Viale. Hey, that's something else. Yeah. And I, I had to work hard and pass it because I couldn't imagine repeating that course. That's why I passed it. Because I hated it so much. The moment I put a full stop, I don't know if they put full stops in accounts, I forgot everything. So you are thinking of a course and you are drained. Just thinking about it, you are drained. You are just thinking of someone. <laughs> Even just some shows. You want to watch a show. There's some, there's some, some of you, you want to watch a show. I want to mention names. There's this new show on what? Or Big Brother. And the moment you think of it, you feel. <laughs> the energy is up. You need to deliver your mind because it means you are carnal. And every time you think of church partnership, you are feeling you are not you are not replying to the messages in the church group. You are carnal, especially if worldly things are exciting you. When you think it's Sunday in the morning, you are dragging yourself. You are drag the Bible says, "I was very glad when they said to me, let us go to church.' Your friend was very glad. You, you are drained." No, that one is demonic. It means that, remember I told you that evil spirits prepare for Sunday service. It means they prepared for you. 
and you are responding very well and they like it. You are responding to treatment. Are you listening to me? So things that drain your energy. There are just certain things when I just see a big brother. Sounds like strange brother. Why didn't they name it strange brother, not big brother? Just some shows. There are just some movies. When you just see a horror movie, if you don't do like that, trust me, the grace is coming on you now. Eh? Let's stand. Listen, God can close doors. I've given you signs that God is closing a door. It's okay when God closes doors. Tell someone on the left and on the right, it's okay. It's okay. There are just some doors God closes. It's okay. And it's good for you to know that God can close doors. And now, as you begin to pray and just thank God for his word and expect that there are some doors that he will close, whether they feel nice to you or not, you need to trust God. Don't make kind of prayers that, eh, I don't know the doors that you will close. <laughs> I know I like them. There's a reason why God has to close some doors. You need to trust him. Because 10 years later, you'll be glad that door was closed. Because imagine, imagine, imagine. Some of those girls you're about to ask out, they have to say no. Because when you now finally meet a proper woman, you'll be so glad. The other ones, you'll go and thank her. Ah, you said no. I want, ah, ah, and 200. You'll be so glad. You will be so glad. I want you to begin thanking God for his word.